Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we should get right into it, Nathan. I got some real talk for you. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so I've known you for ten years. Uh-huh. Actually, I just realized that as I was walking. Is that over. true? Yeah. We, when was Spring Awakening? Um, twenty eleven, right? Is that right? Either, either 2011 or 2012, because it would have been the year I graduated yeah. or the year after. Right about there, yeah. Anyway, I've known you for 10 years. Uh-huh. Right? And in that time, I, I've seen you date some people. Uh-huh. And uh, I just want you to explain right now to our listeners how you can be such a disgrace to your race. What? <laughs> Come on. What? The, I've never seen you date one single Indonesian Chinese girl. Oh. You disgracing fuck. Right. You disgracy piece of shit. Uh, where is I this? bet your parents are happy. Where is this coming from? <laughs> have you you have not read this thing about uh, the Dave Parkesh story? No, at all. Oh, oh, yeah, oh right, the, right, right. The guy who's okay. So okay, let's just take Got a step it. back because so there's a guy named Dave Parkesh who is of uh, Indian Filipino Singaporean uh-huh. yes. served NS. He said that multiple times. Uh-huh. He was hanging out with his girlfriend who is Thai Chinese, uh-huh. half Thai, half Chinese, and they were stopped in the middle of the street by this Chinese dude. Uh, elderly man, in, uh, sixty years old, mm-hmm. and t- he that guy accused Dave and his girlfriend of being disgraces. Yeah, because he is an Indian man was preying on a Chinese yeah. girl, and it was great that he was wearing like a polo uh, shirt that, that said Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> so it I was mean, like a little on the nose. It's like a real life um, political cartoon. It's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a far side comic <laughs> comes to life. <laughs> cartoon come to life <laughs> even the far side people would be like that's too much that's a bit much <laughs> did you watch the whole video um i actually haven't actively sought it out did i've just read articles or, okay I, yeah. I i i like avoided it for a while because i was uh-huh. like that's just so ugly yeah and then i watched it and i'm like nathan it is like better and worse than i could have imagined why it's so bad because the guy's behavior is so disgusting it's like cartoonishly yep yeah he it, it's so good because one, that Dave guy keeps keeps his cool so uh-huh. well, yeah. articulates his points so well, and then it's also bad because both of them just fucking repeat themselves nonstop. Uh-huh. Which is, you know, I'm no hate towards Dave. I mean, come I on. think that's kind of how like most IRL arguments happen. They just say you the know? same shit over and over again. Uh, yeah, because like you you can't you don't have time to like type it out and really plan it. Like I feel like in real life fights are the ones that you always look back on and go like, "Fuck, I should have said should have said this. Oh, I should have should have defended." That's why he kept, wa- race. kept walking away and coming back, walking away and coming back. My favorite one, like, oh god, it's so bad. He was like, my favorite one was like, he goes to the ca- to the person with the camera, uh-huh. the girl, and he's like, I bet your parents are happy, right? As if he made his point. Because <laughs> she's secretly like, no, my parents are so unhappy with my boyfriend. Uh- <laughs> 
Dec- you know this guy's a professor? Wow. He's a professor of engineering at Neon Poly. That's... Okay, like, it's it's not so much, like, the sentiment that surprises me. It's the public display of it that I think is the most mind-blowing to most people. He really owns it, dude. He's it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, all right, let me, like, Dave's like, he, like, he cuts the camera's like, all right, l- let me tell you what's going on here. So this guy, and the guy's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he thinks I'm racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he, he's just, like, owning it. He says that he's a racist. My favorite line is, uh, if you don't think that dating a, ch- you dating a-, a Chinese girl is racist, then you're racist. I don't even know. Um, that's that's a lot to unpack right right off like right off the bat. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I, I just watched watched it as I was coming in here, so I'm a little hot on it. Right, but yeah. So, but my whole point is, Nathan, please please tell us how you're not a disgrace. Why I haven't dated yeah, anyone disgrace. of my my exact, exact race. race. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I know personally, and this is gonna come from like a very uh, personal view, of course, because it's the only one I have. Um, when it comes to Indonesian Chinese um, uh, females oh, we're in, in, real in Singapore, okay. oh yeah, no, no, you, I, I'm, I'm giving you like a real answer just because like there is a real answer. Uh, why I was only disgraced once, not a disgrace one time. Anyway, keep going. Like the stereotypical kind of um, image of an Indonesian Chinese in Singapore is this very crazy rich Asian vibe, <laughs> yeah. like very ostentatious and blah blah blah. And it's not far from the truth. Like I grew up kind of like tangentially around these just like kind of like uh, in the by, atmosphere yeah in the atmosphere yeah, of yeah, these yeah. people in the proximity of these people because of my parents friends sure my parents friends who were like the the the, the true blue like old money indonesian chinese um the kind where like their weddings have like john legend thousands of people and <laughs> yes john, john legend, legend exactly um so like i know it's not like a blanket term for like all Indonesian Chinese girls will yeah. be like that but it's just that that was a lot of the ones that I met yeah. growing up and there was just like a huge disconnect I never once ever considered like that's the one <laughs> no like never once it was just like you're from a different planet <laughs> I feel like this is this is funny that we're getting a straight answer but maybe we'll unpack that because yeah. the whole premise is so fucking dumb uh-huh. you have to date within your exact race uh-huh. like what the fuck this guy, this guy made me so tired just listening to him. Yeah, it's just so weird. It's very. Whenever I hear about these kinds of stories, the first thing that always comes to mind is, don't they know when it is? <laughs> like, don't they, I'm, <laughs> like, aren't, aren't you fully aware that like we live in a time where there's phones and there's doxing and like people recognize faces and oh, it's not I a thought, big country? I thought you meant like, don't they know it's 2021 and this no, is no, this is some that, 13 that century well. bullshit? <laughs> that as yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that as well. But you know, you can't change someone's core of views, Ugh, especially like when they get past a certain okay i'm not saying you can't that's very pessimistic it's a lot harder it's very to change someone's core views when they're ingrained older yeah. Yeah, yeah. um but you would think that they would have at least logical decency to mm-hmm. kind of keep mm-hmm. that in a in a very small airtight box you know let it out in private every once in a while it's all like, trump's fault it's all was, trump's fault like say you're just taking a shit and like oh, f- thai indian couples shouldn't mix <laughs> yeah and then you just let it out um but it's it's the public display that that absolutely just bends my understanding. But, uh, but this is next level. It's not like he was unaware that he was being filmed. He was yeah. totally aware that he's being filmed. Yeah, he was into it. Yeah, 
He was like, yeah, it's wild. a platform for me to say. I haven't things. followed up with anything, but I'm sure he's fired. Oh, he's hella that. fired. Yeah, I'm sure. Or he's suspended from teaching or whatever it is. That's rough. Man, you are racist. I'm like, this is, they've gone full circle. It is racist to not be racist. <laughs> this guy chose to date someone out of his race, which is like, uh, duh, why not? Who yeah. cares? <laughs> and this guy's like, that's racist. How, how, did, <laughs> how did you? <laughs> what? It's super racist. Um, Praying, yeah. Nathan. Is is there a thing where where people th- Singaporeans think that darker skinned people are preying on lighter skinned women? Is that a thing that I'm not aware of? Should um, I be scared? I think the terminology "praying" that's very strong. Very, strong. but I think there's definitely like a and then this is again a real answer. Um, I think there's definitely like a automatic reaction whenever someone sees a Chinese girl. I don't know why I'm saying specifically Chinese girl. I think because I'm aware of how Chinese older well, Chinese people react. It's the majority of race. I yeah. Mean, it is, it's when they see a Chinese yeah. girl with someone whose race isn't Chinese, mm-hmm. immediately there is like a bing, what's that? Yeah. What's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. You know? like It's not the same when it's like a, 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 a Malay girl, an Indian girl, whatever it is. Mm. Like for some reason, Chinese girl with Angmo, oh, Sarong party girl. Chinese Sarong girl. Sarong party girl. Yeah, there's I've that. I've never heard that term before. That's fucked Yeah, up. Chinese girl of Angmo, Chinese girl with um, um, Indian, oh, it's confirmed like join gang or something. Chinese girl with Malay is like that kind of thing. It's always those stereotypes come out and it's... It's definitely something that 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 has just kind. Of, it's what I it's what I grew up yeah, with yeah, in this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how I would kind of see older people react, or even friends. Like they would talk about, "Oh, do you hear about Xiao Mei dating Raj?" <laughs> Both names have been changed to protect their identities. <laughs> yep. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's 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 always a little bit more of a a, a hot topic, I guess. Um, and I don't know, you know, I vaguely understood it when we were much younger, and like the world seemed a lot more closed off. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's also very easy to, you know, not understand that I live in a bubble. We all live in a specific bubble within this country of particularly liberal, particularly open-minded. So whenever we see these things that kind of don't mesh with our understanding of the world around us, I guess that's when it gets a little bit like, whoa! Mm. Like like that guy a few months ago who who took the pride flag from that food yeah, store yeah, yeah. In, and threw in public <laughs> and like threw it. Yeah, yeah. It's like... To that person, his action was justified. To that, to this other professor, his logic was probably justified. He thinks for a living, you know. Uh, but it's un- unfortunate that this kind of school of thought is still very much out there. Yeah. But at the same time, is it just more... You know, is it like the the dumb, loud minority, or does that just show that you know I think things are like, leaking from the cracks? I think it is the loud minority, but I think it's indicative of a ma- not majority opinion, but a widespread yeah. belief yeah. that either some people are like ashamed of, rightfully for feeling, yeah, don't feel it as much, or don't realize that that's their opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this guy was like a full on uh, race hating dude <laughs> and proud of it. It was just yeah. pretty unique. You know what he's made me very, laugh? He's a very proud boy. 
what made me laugh the hardest in this whole thing. What? You know, uh, Minister uh, Shemugam? Shemugam. Yeah. He came up and talked about it, right? Yeah. But they pointed to his thing before where he was like, a speech he gave at the beginning of May after similar events where uh-huh, he's like, uh-huh. let me read this quote because it just made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, I was just about to say this as well, by well, the way. Well, are we going to say the same, he, same thing? I don't know. He warned about several racist comments that have, bec- have been targeting Indian- Indians, adding, quote, that racism will become normalized if Singapore is not careful. <laughs> <laughs> careful, guys. Uh, if, in if in general, I, know, I have loved his reaction to this whole thing of like a sh- like just shocked. <laughs> like <laughs> racism in this country. I thought we were over it. <laughs> like but, it's it's insane. Like. I don't understand if it's like a real reaction, if that's just how he genuinely feels, or if that's just kind of like his way of playing both sides. I, you know what it is? To balance out. What I hope it is. I think he's talking to the people who are so blind to this shit. Yeah. That if you speak to them that way, they will be like, "Oh yeah, maybe we should care about that." Because yeah, no, right no. now, Singapore's perfect. That's, that's what we think. It's it's definitely valid because yeah. from real life experience, I spoke with some friends that I grew up with. This was a few years ago. Um, I was speaking with some friends that I grew up with, people that are are are, are not in this liberal. Not, they're hippie, not woke. They're not in this they're liberal slept. hippie dippy bubble that we're all in. Um, they're they're a little bit more. Um, uh, conventional, I guess. I don't know what the right terminology to use is. That Boring. Wouldn't offend people. Um, Lame. Uh, yeah. Straight laced. And predominantly mo- all Chinese, really, that mm. I was speaking to. And we were talking about, at the time, we were talking about that Pretty Please thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, no. Was it? Yeah, yeah. The Pretty Please with, thing. Uh, with, um, and the police and like the, the Nets mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. all that. That whole saga. Mm-hmm. And I asked him straight up, like, like guys, like don't you think that just by default, just from 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 the moment we are born, that Malay and Indian people in Singapore are generally just a few steps behind? <laughs> I asked them, like, don't you th- don't you think that that you know we are general as Chinese people in Singapore, we're generally given like a leg up in a lot of things, yeah, privilege. And it's basically what you're saying. Yeah, and very. But I was trying to really because like because you put use that la- label. Yeah, it's a the bit, privilege. Get their the, yeah, the privilege yeah, yeah, yeah. label can be a bit spicy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but of it's course, more of, of just like. But that is what you're describing. Yeah. Can you guys just admit that like Indian and Malay people in Singapore just don't have it as good? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how it is, straight up. That in any. That's how it is in any place in the world. Apparently, that really, has a majority that, yeah, that has yeah. a majority minority population. And the the look on their faces, it alarmed me. Like it immediately, it, like a light switched on in like the outer rim of my understanding. <laughs> because all my friends just went like, "No!" <laughs> like their faces went shocked. Because because I also understand that some of them work in like some of them work in like corporate offices. With, and they're like, like, "I know two people exactly." At my like office. Their, their higher management will tend to, you know, sometimes they have higher management who are of Indian descent, of Malay descent. Yeah, and then it's like, yes, I'm sure that your, for example, lawyer boss is an Indian guy, and that may be. Yeah, I'm sure you know one person. Yeah, in a pre- but like, <laughs> look at the. This is your law office, and the head guy is an Indian guy. Look around the office. Look around the office building. Who's cleaning the toilets? Who's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. washing, uh, sweeping the floors, and everything? Like, look at that imbalance instead. Um, and it was just, m- wow. it was mind blowing that that there was, but it's 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 also not that mind blowing because the thing about privilege that can be very tricky 
is that we subconsciously really want to keep it. And the best way to do that is by denying that we yeah, have it. Exactly. You know? Um, and uh, it's, it's. So I kind of understand why Shanmugam's reaction might have been more for like those yeah. people of like, so what? <laughs> Where did this come from? Did it import from America? <laughs> you know? Oh, God. But yeah, that just made me laugh, though. If we're not careful, racism could become the norm in Singapore. Mm-hmm. You know, can become a problem. It's true. If, if, if America's not careful, Republicans and Democrats might not see eye to eye on some things if they're not yeah. careful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if we're not careful, we not <laughs> humans might not be able to breathe underwater. Or, but it, it seems yeah. like I was thinking about how the, the conversation has become so much in the forefront lately. And like, it, it seems... And this is the, the cynical side of me, mm. like very seasonal for Singapore. You know, it's like it, the, yeah. the time this has come the around. Of the year. Yeah, this is a time. The time has come for the time of the year where Singaporeans talk about race for a bit and then sweep it under the rug until the next thing comes along. Like, uh. but I understand that that's a cynical view because the hopeful view and the one that I hold on to a bit more is that every time these incidents happen, more and more people are getting slowly educated. And more and more people are trying to find out more. Because the deniers are always going to be the deniers. It's the people that are either unaware or blind to or just willfully ignore um, uh, uh, um, the existence of systemic racism. Because, you know, outward racism, I feel like that's tricky because it's so rare. We rarely see it. We see it online. Mm. It's this abstract thing. It's more of just like look around you. Yeah. Open your eyes. You're a part of systemic racism. That's yes, very much. System, and so it's stuff. frustrating. It's 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 annoying, but I don't know. Like the the way that I have reconciled uh, with it, if that's even like a important thing, because who gives a shit, right? <laughs> like it's it's more of like don't shy away from your privilege if you are someone yeah. that is in a country where you are the majority race that enjoys privilege. Don't shy away from it. It's more just like do things that give back. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's nothing wrong really with having privilege. I mean, yeah. that wasn't your choice. Yeah, don't like it's. I I feel like it's such a common reaction to like want to shy away from it, pretend it doesn't exist, or like you know just kind of keep quiet, not be part of that conversation. Um, because mm. it's just much easier be- to to keep the status real quo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but keep, keep, yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's more of like embracing the privilege and paying it forward. Yeah. You know, like doing kind acts or I don't know charity or whatever outreach, whatever the hell. I have no idea what the specifics are. However, it applies in your life. Write a song so about like it, Nathan. Forward. I guess you have to write a song about it. <laughs> It's great. I have a song title for you right here. Racial Disharmony. <laughs> Welcome here to Singapore, where we're not racist <laughs> anymore. anymore. Except for that time there was that professor who told those guys to that they were lesser. Yeah, there it is. Because, uh, th- <laughs> because he was Filipino-Indian and she was an Asian from the sun. No. And he, uh, <laughs> See, I'm the improviser here, but you're the songwriter, so it's like, uh. um, but yeah, Indian, it, it, Filipino, it, it, it's, just it's, say no. It's gonna be one of those like never-ending debates, right? One of those never-ending dialogues. Yeah. Um, w- when it comes to race, I don't think there is any possible complete raceless utopia. Yeah. Because that's not how humans are wired, and also in places where there is. 
where I've heard that there is like quote unquote no racism, it's really just because there is like an ignorance of it, <laughs> like a complete like yeah. n- lack of understanding or a such an overwhelming majority that it doesn't really matter because the government will take care of like the other five percent. Sure, um, but th- I gotta yeah. say, man, this guy like transcended the everyday racism one he was totally willing to admit that he was racist yeah. and two he was like i don't have anything against you as a person it's just your skin and your race <laughs> effectively is what he said i was like wow how do you get, like how do you get this enlightened about your blind bigotry mm-hmm. how do you get this perspective my, my, my on theory, your blind bigotry my theory is covid Amazing. you know yeah. you're just stuck in quarantine Stuck in your social media bubbles, Just thinking, making less contact with real life, you start to get real distant. You know your beliefs strengthen like a fortress around you, and yeah. Uh, any happier news for you? Um, not entirely. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's. Uh, let's wrap this race thing up. It's a forever conversation. It's never going to like come to an end. We're not going to find a solution to end racism. Yeah. I, 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 know, I don't think that's a cynical view. I think that's very realistic. Yeah. But it's more of just like we, we learn with everyone, right? Yeah. And, and slowly we hope, because at this point we're preaching to the choir. I don't believe we're saying anything that you guys mm-hmm. disagree with, particularly, I assume. <laughs> um, but how do we get more people onto this side of you know, I'm not saying that we're enlightened or whatever, just aware. Aware of your place in society from an objective point of view, how you benefit from it, how you can help others, um, and just kind of like raise that tide together. I don't know. This motherfucker, D- Dave, the Dave guy was like, love is love. And he goes, love is not love. I was like, how do you, how do you argue with that? <laughs> Anyway, uh, hello and welcome to Good Hang episode. Wait, what are we? One seventy one. Hey, yeah. I'm John. That's Nathan. Hi. Oh man, yeah. Sorry, the race things just really drain me. It's just sometimes I just get so sad about this country. Is there a race you wouldn't date? <laughs> uh, just don't answer that. Fish. <laughs> Maybe lizard. Uh. <laughs> oh man. Just culturally, I don't think I could. I, I I don't think I could date someone from like a straight up village, you know. Mm. Like just culturally, like if if like like Estonian, like an Estonian. Yeah, village. like real like, like rural. tribal, you know. Just because that gap, I feel like is you could date someone from the village or the East Village, right? <laughs> man, I think I had, I, I think I mean I had something else to talk about, but then I I, I lost it. The race was too heavy. Yeah. Well. I wish I came more prepared. I really, it's, it's, I've, I, between like songwriting stuff and like the studio, <laughs> not much has changed, to be honest, listener. Yep. Um, I, I spent a good f- t- amount of time at a carpet store today. It hey. smelled like horses. Whoa. I don't know why. Are carpets made of horse? I hair? think some could be, maybe. Cause like it was like expensive. a, it was like a Persian rug store, mm-hmm. but it was like a. Ugh, Persians, I hate Persians. <laughs> it was like a wholesaler kind of situation, I uh-huh, think. Uh-huh. Um, and I think the owner was Iranian. I'm not sure. I didn't ask specifically, but he kept mentioning that, um, like these were straight from Iran and like real good quality and everything. Um, and it's it was a huge space just filled with carpets, and it smelled like horses, and I don't mm. understand why. 
like it's straight exposure up. do you have to horses? Like how how are how sure are you that it smelled like horses? Like maybe horses smell like it, carpets. Isn't that like just like a thing that you know? You know, like when you smell uh, dish soap, you just maybe. know it's dish soap. But I, but I, yeah, because I deal with dish soap every day. Um, uh, it's like it's like durian. I think the smell of horses like it smells like durian. No, no, as in like that pungent sense memory. Like right, I right, know right. when I smell horse, so I know that was a horse smell. Maybe. You know, because like I don't spend a particularly large amount of time with horses, but I have in my past. Um, that makes <laughs> sense. But like, are you saying if you were blindfolded and you're going off of just smell, no sound, no visuals? Yeah. You and you ask me, is horse, that a horse or a goat, a cat, a cow? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could tell a horse from a cow because I have not been around that many cows. Mm-hmm. I could tell a horse from like almost any. Other common animal, <laughs> like a horse and a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but it smelled like ding, horses. Ding. Is this a horse or is it a fish? <laughs> horse, ding ding ding. <laughs> um, hosted by Howie Mandel. It's <laughs> one of those shows. It um, seems like something he would host. But uh, yeah, it was it was fascinating. I want to go back there and like talk to that owner for like hours because he 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 looked absolutely fascinating i don't mm. know what his story is but he had like a real gnarly scar whoa on like half of his head whoa the, yeah it's like like, like bishop like like his eyes like it looked real superhero makeup-y whoa. like it, yeah it was really badass but he was like this smiley older like middle eastern i think gentleman um and i i just i just want to go back and like Listen to stories from him. There was there was once a time in my youth where I I really wanted to have like a scar in my eyebrow. Mm. I mean, just like cut. That's like I know people that purposely did that to achieve a look. Like they cut themselves? No, like they'll just like they shave regularly it. shave it. Yeah, just that's less, much less badass. I'd rather accidentally. Right, there's something about that that yeah. feels like kind of disingenuous, but at the same time, it's like it's I'll, a look. You yeah, know, it's like, like yeah, it's it's I can't, you can't hate on it because it's like I'll, the same way how I'll wear this bracelet. I didn't make it. <laughs> Man, your your analogies are <laughs> fucked today. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's okay. You know, like if you want like it's it's like if you want to get like that aesthetic. Sure, go for, it, on, go, yeah, for yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I say just hit bang your head on the corner of a table or something. Just really go for it. I did that when I was like one and a half and that just left like a weird scar on my eyelid. Is that what that is? Yeah. The table scar. When you were that young? Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. It's insane that that scars can last that long. Well, scars last a lifetime. That's why they're scars. But, <laughs> but like, no, I've been, I've been cut pretty... When, I've when been, you're that young, I I've guess. been cut pretty deep in, like, various parts of my body right. that just healed up. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, barely anything. And this one, it's like an indent. It's yeah. like it's indented. I always thought that was like a chicken pock thing. Chicken pock. No, it was a it was a spinning pock around, pock. spinning around in place, and then being dizzy, and then hitting my head on the Ugh. corner of a coffee table. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's on your parents. I was unattended. Young. Yeah, exactly. I was unattended. Yeah, exactly. And it was, um, un- it was an unfortunate slip up. But you know, <laughs> yeah, life goes on. At least you didn't take out your eyeball. Very close though. It's fucking right. Can you imagine a baby with an eye patch? I'd be I might I'd be so much more interesting. I think so. Like if I had Would you, would you go glass if, eye or eye patch? Um glass eye. Yeah. 
I'd go glass eye just like, because like you can do that thing, you can pull that party boop, trick like, like four months into knowing somebody new. Like by the way, yeah. Boop. By the way, bloop, bloop. <laughs> man, uh, you think anyone's out there designing like a robotic uh, glass eye, like with like you know like I'm glass positive or... it if it doesn't already exist, but like glass eyes are getting real good nowadays. Like um, there's How ones do you know that <laughs> there's there's ones that <laughs> okay. are not like full eyeballs. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when like the eye is destroyed or degenerated, you s- the ball is still there. It's like but a it's, cap. It's like yeah, a, it's uh, almost like a contact lens, right. but like a hard lens, right, right, right. and like it just like rests on the eyeball, and then you can have that right there. Um, yeah, because I'm guessing if it's like the full eyeball, like it doesn't move. I'm guessing. I don't know. But if it was a cap, I I'm guess. sure there's like m- there's like robotics involved. That's like because robots have eyes. Yeah, you know, like they make robots of eyes. I mean. <laughs> and- <laughs> So like, I can imagine that if they I just, just think about it for a second, I was like, does a Roomba have eyes? <laughs> it was literally my thought. I'm like, a Roomba doesn't have eyes. They make robots of eyes. You know, like the ones that talk and yeah, have yeah, like yeah. a, a whole They're a probably from Japan. Yeah. And you can replace like the, put that eye in a person. Yeah. Um, do you know, and this is very specific, but UFC fighter Michael Bisping. Uh-huh. Um, he spent like the last three or four years, three years of his career with one eye. Really? Yeah, he didn't say anything to anybody except oh. his like wife, I guess. He's like one of my favorite fighters too. Like, how did he lose his eye? I can't remember. It was during a fight. Like he got poked, like hardcore something poked or something like that. It was just damage over time, orbital socket, blah blah blah. Right, right. right. And um, and but he kept fighting and he kept going, um, and he just slowly lost vision in one of his eyes. Whoa. Yeah, like when he won that championship from uh uh, 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 uh Weidman, no. Yeah, one of them. I want to say Weidman, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Luke uh, Rockhold. Luke Rockhold? Rockhold, yeah. yeah. When he won that championship, he had one eye. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy when you think about it, though. Because, like, how do you gauge distance? That's the thing. He was just going on pure toughness. And the most badass thing is he never said anything until, like, late last year. When after he's been retired for... Because like, he, he didn't want to say much or, in fear of getting, like, suspended or, like, mm. for uh, breaking the rules or anything. So he never said anything until he was sure, 100%, that he's out of the testing pool. He's retired, retired fully. Yeah. And he's like, guess what, guys? <laughs> boop, boop. Oh! Okay, I got to look that up. Yeah, he took out his eye. There's a video like, of it? Yeah. I got to see that. <laughs> I like the, this thing you suck, I can beat you with one hand. It's like, well, let me tell you. I can't do his accent. I'll yeah. tell you what. I, I've got one. Boop. <laughs> Yeah, but it's crazy. He essentially he essentially spent the last three or three ish years of his career fighting half blind, no depth and never said anything. And he won a championship as well at the same time. It's, wow, it's crazy. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he, respect gone further up for Michael to count Bisping. Yeah, two eyed Bisping could have beaten GSP. I for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're getting real specific. Wait, wait, let's get out. Wait, let's get out. Let's get out. Yeah, this could be our last podcast before uh, what? <laughs> before it opens up again. Oh. Say, Jesus Christ, Nathan. <laughs> Relax, relax, bro. I got you. Uh, yeah, if things go uh, per normal, next week should be from uh, whatever, whatever it would be, 2.5? Yeah. I know better than two? to make predictions on this podcast I know, anymore. Right? I'm not going to hazard a guess of, of any, anything, anything, really. Anything. Yeah. The, the world is crazy. I'm not going to hang on it. Um, but I just can't believe how fast time moves. Move so slow and so fast at the same time. It's been one month that we've been on lockdown. That doesn't seem right. It's more that we're in June. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's crazy, too. <laughs> like, I don't want to think about that too hard because when I do, my brain hurts a little bit. Dude, it's, it's like it's tragic. We're in June. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, like, but, but at the same time, it's also like kind of 
positive feeling because it's like oh pretty soon we're gonna be back in like normal times because Hopefully. like because like the COVID times seem to be moving pretty quick now because we've we've experienced over a year of COVID time so now it's starting to normalize yeah and time isn't stretching as much yeah the relativity of it is bending in our favor I, is it I don't not sure <laughs> man I gotta say like fucking like stuff from the beginning of COVID and the beginning of lockdown is moving into my long term memory <laughs> like that was a fucking like when I realized that I was like. <laughs> Oh God, this is, this is a long time we've been with COVID. But it really makes me wonder, like, um, what it's like to be a kid because yeah, we, true, when true. we were kids, years lasted forever. Yeah, like years used to last for fucking ever. And I'm I'm genuinely curious if you could let us know through like Instagram message or something. Yeah, like, if you are a younger person, preferably below eighteen, or private you, message us. You have that sounded kid. really weird. Yeah, um, so the door <laughs> DMs. Attention, Nathan Hartona. <laughs> if you if you are like a uh, if you're a minor, no. If, if you are a full time <laughs> student, no, but not even that. Like specifically, like primary and secondary school. Yeah, because that's when I remember time moving at like a snail pace. Right, right, right. Into into like poly JC army, time starts to like pick up the pace a little mm-hmm, bit more because mm-hmm. like JC was like two years long, but it felt like it just zoomed past for me. Right. Whereas, like, secondary school, which is only four years, felt like 20. Yeah. You know? So, I'm genuinely curious for, like, people who are in secondary school, for example, like, and you are a fan of this podcast by some miracle. Um, (laughs) Like, what what has it been like? Have, Have the, like, does time feel like, did 2020 feel like it lasted for fucking ever? Because I barely remember it yeah. now that I think that we're in June. Because I'm like, wait, so what happened between January and June of 2021? Break it down. What do we do for New Year's? Then Chinese New Year. Okay, okay. <sighs> it gives me a headache just thinking about it. We're halfway done with 2021. Yeah. Well, we're almost halfway done. Yeah. Life. Life! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I remember like... When I used to think a year was just the longest mm-hmm. measure of time yeah, man, ever. And then like you think about adults. Of course this was like a very uh, like a huge abstraction at that point and I like but I I, I remember thinking when I was much younger mm-hmm. like what the fuck is it like to be like Thirty, even or even forty, yeah, like exactly, because like a year is so long. Like a year lasts for fucking ever. Yeah, and it, then it, meanwhile, I'm like seven. I know, right? <laughs> but in the American school system too, like summers would be like three and a half months long. Yeah, and that was like it's summer break, and it's like it, that my whole life is this now. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Meanwhile, six months. Woof 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 woof. All gone. Gosh. Um. Yeah, you'd think it lasts longer. You think it li- that's why I say like it like the relativity of it is starting to normalize mm-hmm. because you'd think doing absolute okay not absolutely nothing but doing a lot less and having less like um bookmarks of time you know like for example oh this trip this time, right? and like yeah. oh this this thing and like this gig and like this project you know that's a big part of it I think like to have that measure of time have time move so quick that usually that means like your time is moving pretty quickly. When I yeah. start thinking of a year in terms of like projects or like trips or that mm-hmm, kind of thing, mm-hmm. you would think that with all that minus stuff, time would just elongate and drag. Yet here we are in June. No, because it doesn't dif- differentiate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, remember that time when I woke up and then worked from home? 
You mean like every day? Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Like when it when it doesn't differentiate, that's when it feels like it's lasting forever. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's when you have things that are that pace it and like differentiate it. That's when like time starts to move real quick. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, like I spent January and February doing this theater show and like, oh, I spent like March in in in, in Holland and then I spent you know that like that kind of thing. Now like, it's June. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, it's pretty depressing. Eh, it's more interesting, I feel. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. I just want my like, vaccine. Like our, our perceptions of time. That's what I find the most fascinating about this because um, like I'm sure as we're talking about this, there's some people that just absolutely cannot relate because mm. 2021 has been the longest year of their life for mm. all we know. Mm. It's just that from my personal experience, this year has absolutely flown by. <laughs> yeah. But if I think about it in terms of like, what have I achieved? A fair bit. So I'm like not, I'm not mad about it. That's cool. You know, I don't have much to show for it. Like, I didn't, like, release a whole fucking thing. But, you know, I personally feel quite accomplished. <laughs> actually, yeah, I feel like, actually, looking back, my COVID times were, are relatively productive, too. Like, I feel like I've been through a lot of changes. I just feel like a lot of stuff is on hold. Ma- mainly my acting stuff. It's like, shit, man, I was supposed to be in a play, and I want to do this, I want to do that. Yeah, but you can be an actor forever. That's true. You know? Like, that's the cool thing about being an actor. Like, especially a character actor. It's not like you're going for, like... Yeah, I'm not relying on my young looks. Yeah, you're not going yeah. for like the young, hot ingenue kind of thing. You're like, y- like opportunities and success for a character actor can come at any point in their lives. True, true, true. You know, like fucking any Francis McDormand movie <laughs> <laughs> and all the side characters in those are like, you know, it's it can happen totally, anytime. Totally. Like like those bit parts in Quentin Tarantino movies, it's just like some fucking sixty something year old man. Yeah, you know. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like with those things, it's just, it's very much like time is on your side Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, it's more about like things that require youthful energy and recklessness. I feel those are the things that like we have to jump on. Yeah. I'm okay. I think I've gotten my fill of that stuff. Right. Maybe more traveling, I think actually. Right. But even then, I kind of don't want to do more adult traveling. I'm exercising my recklessness now with that studio. I yeah, guess. go for it. Yeah, and your disgrace of a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh, speaking of bit parts and stuff, or I don't know. I don't segue. You yeah. know what I want to recommend? I, I watched the most random, hilarious, out of nowhere thing. Nathan, have you ever heard of um, Girls Five Eva? Uh, no. <laughs> yep. There's a sh- t- it's a TV show uh-huh. called Girls, the number five. Yes, EVA. Yes, it stars Sarah Bareilles. Oh no, something Renee Go- Angelica Zoe Skyler. Girl. Oh, and a bunch of other people. It's written by Tina Fey. It's a sitcom about a girl group from the '90s who was reuniting in 2021 to do music. Wow, dude, it's fucking great. It's I'm so funny. Sure, it sounds hilarious. It sounds fucking amazing. But it's wow. Yeah. I never even heard about this. It's like 30 Rock, but a little bit more sincere. Like, a little bit. Mm. So it's not quite as wacky, but it still feels like that. And it's it's got music, and it's got the stupidest songs. But it's great. It's like nine episodes long. I highly recommend it. It's on Peacock. Right. And there are the words, Torrented. That's one of my, my, my biggest, like, creative... Or not one of my biggest, but one of my milestone creative goals to, like, write 
some kind of musical project. Yeah. Some yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. narrative musical project. I don't know when that ever is going to be. Like, I should probably have some coals in the fire by now. Hmm. But like, that's always fascinated me as like a creative outlet. Yeah. Making a musical or a musical not necessarily music, not necessarily like a stage production because i think that comes along with it a lot of logistical nightmares yeah sure 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 um and i'm pretty sure we've spoken about this before yeah, yeah, yeah. but like i i'd be i, I really want to do like some kind of filmed musical thing and yeah me too actually turn that into something i would like to do that mm-hmm. rachel has a song to pitch you by the way that we'll talk about that later <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I love that kind of whole medium, and it's it's really interesting things you can do with it. Like, yeah, yeah, I know we talked about it so many times. J- J- John Kerry, so Sing Street, mm-hmm. Once, uh, Begin Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just great stuff. I like I like shows that incorporate music that are not necessarily musical, mm-hmm. per se. I think it's a good medium too for young artists, right. young musicians, and stuff. The thing that I recently binged that I'm less proud of because it sounds less artsy <laughs> that's okay i got something for you that's way shallow <laughs> it's a uh, modoc oh i haven't seen that yet it's on disney plus yeah but it also came out on hulu like three months ago so okay so modoc is like a he's a marvel villain yes. is that correct yeah okay i don't really know much about it he's a uh, oh fuck it M- stands M- for like something of murder something right no uh machine of destruction Unkill. Machine only designed or something designed really only dumb. something something designed only for killing, um, but yeah, it's not it's not a very clever acronym. But most mental Marvel. mobile mechanized organism designed only for killing. Yes, that um, he's a pretty classic villain, especially yeah, yeah, to yeah. Like Iron Man. Big old big old head. Yeah, uh, a classic villain to Iron Man was in all those cartoons and everything, mm-hmm. um, but. I it's been like my guilty pleasure binge. Mm. Like I binged it in one day because it's like ten episodes and they're all like twenty ish minutes. Nice. Um and I had a free day to just like veg out. Um but it's it's such a fun addition to it's not MCU, it doesn't count as MCU at all, but it's an it's a fun addition to the tapestry that is this like stupid nerddom. It's animated, right? It's animated robot chicken style. Right. Patton Oswalt is a uh, Modoc. Um Ben Schwartz is the son. Um, Modoc Junior. Uh, that Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine Nine is the daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a crazy. It's a really good cast and all that. What's what's the elevator pitch? It's pretty much like the life and times of Modoc, like when he's not doing villain things. That makes sense. Pretty yeah, that's, much. That's exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah, <laughs> based off of the poster. Yeah, <laughs> but while it's 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 largely quite doesn't take itself too seriously. It's very heartwarming. Oh. It's kind of heartwarming. There's a lot of weird. Jo- it's like I love like when you can feel that a show is just a vehicle for joke writers to put stupid shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like really stretch <laughs> like the jokes. Um, so it's that kind of show. Um, some hits, some misses, but generally just so full of heart. Um, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. If you guys want to check that out. Oh God. Um, a lot of the the cameos are very 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 deep pulls <laughs> like, like random famous people no 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 like the the superhero cameos so don't oh, expect oh, to see the like the, all the avengers no it's it's very much like you get a cameo from fing fang Foom, right or like the melter <laughs> things like that god nathan you know we're talking about like time and moving slowly and like where does it go and i just realized after 
when I when I get through all the things I have to recommend, I'm like, oh, that's where all my time goes watching <laughs> stupid shows. So first of all, I finished uh, uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers oh on my. Disney Plus. Did you is... also watch all the Mighty Ducks movies? I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. They hold up. And then after that, Disney Plus was recommending. It's like, watch this show. It's like the dumbest looking poster. I can't believe I watched it. And then I put it on, and I couldn't believe how fucking good it was. No, it's. It's you've probably seen it if you've logged into Disney Plus. It's John Stamos's show, Big Shot. Uh huh. He's a coach. Yeah. He's like a college, uh, prestigious. It's coach Coach Carter, but with John Stamos. Something like that, actually. It's uh-huh. a prestigious. Not not really, actually. Anyway, he's a prestigious college coach who has like a temper problem, yeah. and he gets thrown out of the of the, of the NCAA and has to coach like a private girls' school in like rich person California, and. I thought it was going to be super dumb and really stupid, but it's really well done and really heartfelt. And I, I swear to God, somebody please watch it, please, and let me know that I'm not crazy because I love it. I feel like it's that's not a, even finished. I'm I feel like, like I that's a very relatable um, situation because of the <laughs> pandemic. I'm, I guarantee you that like almost everybody that listens, we have watched something that we're not entirely proud of and we have not spoken about it to anybody. And we've most likely forgotten completely about it. Hmm. But I like this is that show for you. Big shot. It's so good. Like no one else is watching it. No one told you to. You just kind of bumped I, I into just, it. I'm, give it a <laughs> shot. You, you bumped into it and then you are fully I'm I'm immersed. I'm super into it. Go uh, whatever the sports team name is, whatever. But yeah, it's like not even fully finished yet. And I'm like, when's it come out? And like Disney Plus, you just have to check. If a new episode's released, there's no like notification or whatever. Right. <laughs> For me, that has been 24. <laughs> like that guilty pleasure <laughs> watch, even though I haven't watched recently, but because I know it's just waiting. I'm not even guilty me. pleasure. I will say, if you are a youngish person, if you're, especially if you're a young girl, go watch Big Shot. It's great. <laughs> Why? So good. I can't even put into words how it's good. Like it's it's well written. It's relatable. John Stamos is John. St- beautiful. He is beautiful. Like, yeah. this guy is like 60, 50, he, Uncle, Uncle Jesse, he's so good looking. He's like Bizarro, um, uh, Rob Lowe. I think he looks better now than he did in the past. Not better than Rob Lowe. No one's better than Rob Lowe. <laughs> so I was I, hoping and scare anyone by trying to go that way. But I feel like, like when I say those two names, the faces they, they, meld. They, they, they kind of blend a bit in my head. Yeah, that's how I am with Dylan McDermott and Dylan McDermott Maroney. <laughs> which one's which? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but generally, please, someone watch it and tell me I'm not crazy. I think it's great. Big Shot, you said? <laughs> yeah, it's called Big Shot. I'll, 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 check, check it out. I'll give it a shot. Give it one. Give it a whirl. I'll give it a shot. I haven't really, like, Modoc was like a very bite-sized kind of thing. I was ashamed by how quickly I devoured that. Right. But I haven't really seen anything of substance lately. Big Shot's really surprising, too, because it's. I don't think it's a full 45 minutes, but I don't think, it's not 30 minutes either. It kind of, it falls in this weird streaming medium of like 38 minutes or something like that do you feel like you need to watch more like artsy films i know we've spoken about this briefly before <sighs> but do you think you that, that that you need to watch more like high art like like uh you're talking about stuff from fest like how high art are you talking about stuff from festivals yeah because okay so but like the real deep pulls and like yeah. some you know so french movies with three lines in them i hear what you're saying yeah um i wanted i, I one of the things i kind of want to investigate a little bit in my art maybe make it to a documentary or, or something i don't know is the epidemic of suicide amongst youth in singapore jesus christ okay yeah i went there <laughs> so the mental health film festival in singapore happened like last week yeah or two weeks ago and uh, i rented a film so i can get in on the talk uh, about about um the talk was called uh suicide can talk or not mm-hmm. can suicide can talk or not which is interesting 
Uh, not a great talk at the end of the day. Not, <laughs> not as insightful as I thought it was going to be. But to watch it, like to get access to the talk, I had to watch it. I had to rent a film. Uh-huh. And it was... Look, it was about... Let me. I try to remember its name because it was very unmemorable. But like, it was like people telling stories about their suicidal ideations interspersed uh-huh. with artistic, fucking colorful imagery bullshit. Uh-huh. And it was so boring. It was yeah. so bad to take yeah. a topic so deep and interesting and make yeah. it so pretentious. Yeah. So my answer is no. I don't think I need to watch much more artistic <laughs> films. <laughs> but you watched a bad example, you know? M- like, maybe. Yeah. That, like the the thing with this kind of. Um, uh, this 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 subgroup of films is that there's a lot of output yeah, because true, true. there's a lot less regulation with like the big studios. You're not going for like your Warner Brothers and your Sony's and your Disney's and everything. It's very much like smaller distributors. Like the 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 barrier for entry is a lot lower. Um, but there's tons of like you know aggregate sites that um show you the best of the best stuff. I, I've always just thought that I need to, you know, up my culture a little bit and watch more of those things. Sure. <laughs> because, like, between, between you and I, we watch, like... A lot of junk. So much trash. Crap. So much trash that can't possibly be, like, all that beneficial to the general... oeuvre. <laughs> yeah. Of our art. <laughs> the show I was movie I was calling I was talking about is called The Land of Not Knowing, and I'm telling you, Nathan, I I wish I didn't know about this. Yeah, is I hate talking bad about it because it's such an important topic, and in, yeah, and like the the interviews and stuff were really like deep and quite nice. I wish it was a podcast, mm-hmm. but instead I had to watch like a blue basketball court. Right. In slow Do you have motion. any recommended viewings with regards to the topic of suicide? Um, that's a weird kind of explanation like the movie that stuck with me the most is called The Bridge right which is like uh, the one about the Golden, the Golden Gate, Gate Bridge, Bridge. So yeah, a film crew observed it for a year and yeah. tried to stop people but then also uh, followed the stories of people who actually did commit suicide yeah. and they sh- and very very trigger warning it, it, they actually show people falling and yeah. hitting the water and dying yeah. effectively Yeah, but yeah I'm trying to do more research because I, I I think it's important. It's it's, it's a it's, huge topic, and it, like the fact yeah. that the suicide rates among youth in Singapore are so fucking high. Yeah, I, I just want to kind of understand it a little bit. Yeah, school pressure, home pressure, all kinds of pressure. It's weird. Like I know of multiple buildings that I'm like I know someone who I I know someone jumped off that building. I know someone jumped off that yeah. building. It's fucking crazy. Like what about it? Do you not understand specifically? Like, like just how it could be so high? Like right. I mean, I, I, I won't pull up the numbers. Let's see if I can pull up the numbers. Well, I think a lot of it lies in this. Um, and and I can't speak for the current generation, but I know that um a, a lot of it is due to like the withholding of our own emotions mm-hmm. and kind of stewing with it deep inside us, um because speaking publicly about it or finding someone to speak to about it is generally not something that happens here. Mm-hmm. Uh, not when I was growing up, at least. That's why I, I can't really speak for the current generation. Um, I can't imagine it's remarkably different, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's been positive changes as a whole. Um, it's just culturally, you know, culturally it's never really been a, wear your heart and your sleeve kind of country. Um, And then there's also the added kind of 
pressures and stigmas that come with school and how well you do in exams and what band you get in and like the class that you get in did you get into the good class or did you get into the the, the, the yeah. stupid people class Shit tons of pressure you know there's a lot of classification of the youth at a very early stage um i can't speak for like exactly how it is now but there was a lot of classification of students in my time um and it's Sometimes if you didn't get a good score, you got into a certain class or a certain band, it's almost like a scarlet letter, mm-hmm. you know, and people speak about you differently, they talk about you differently, your parents v- start to talk to you differently or, like, push you to go for more tuition classes because you're stupid or something. Like, there is definitely not a lot of sense of, like, you know, this free childlike wonder in this country <laughs> like it's very it, like like as a child in this country it was very much like almost like a chicken in a kfc cage kind of situation yeah. and you just kind of transport it from station to station it's like go to school now and then you go, go for this tuition, tuition class yeah. and then you go for this tuition class now and then you, you go back home and then you do your homework and then you can watch half an hour of tv and then you go to sleep then and then you go fuck yourself and repeat it all over yeah. again and then ns and then if you survive yeah exactly and then you have member. to go to this thing and then this thing and then this thing so for like anybody that doesn't fit in that mold or like doesn't naturally feel inclined to participate it can be very alienating exactly it can be extremely alienating and I can imagine that in this world of uh, uh, interconnectivity and social media, the, the pressure to either um, uh, acclimate or to uh, the pressure to fit in mm-hmm. can get a lot stronger because yeah. everyone is so much more connected. Whereas, you know, before I think you could get away with, you know, doing your own thing. Yeah. And this, and you know, it's weird is that I, I first of all, we tangent tangented into this pretty weirdly <laughs> but also yeah it's yeah. also i don't know if you've seen it at all but in my social news lighting up a little bit about a recent uh, a-, a young actor from who recently graduated from navo who took his own life mm-hmm. they're being quite open about that and it's just yeah it's just weird it, it's just it's not it shouldn't happen it's indicative i i couldn't find the numbers i'm sure they're there but it's just like i don't know i feel exactly what you were describing like i feel that disintegration of youth and and carefreeedness do you know? I don't know if it disintegrated. Like, if, like <laughs> I don't know. It's always been like that's the childhood that I understood, and exactly. it's a childhood that I know a lot of people have. Had. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, it's not a blanket many, one at all. But it's a lot of people. Do you know any like, like the the concept of a carefree child seems kind of alien in Singapore? Okay, like this is something that. Again, speaking from personal experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and speaking uh, from experience from a, like a conversation that I had with a few friends, um, they were, I mean, they are, sorry, the word, they are, <laughs> they are Malay. Um, and I remember discussing about, you know, the different upbringings and like education and expectations and everything. And they told me something that was along the lines of like, Chinese people constantly want to be the best. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always about, you know, I got this score and like, oh, this person got that score. It's like a comparative thing. Right, right, right. Whereas in Malay families, not to say that wasn't a priority, but it wasn't the top priority. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was mostly just trying to like keep the family unit together. Sure. 
and consciously keeping it together. The nature of that being that like uh, a disproportionate number of Malay parents um, don't have the luxury of having a helper at home um, uh, and they have to do juggle a lot of things while also juggling having a child. Sure. And work and blah, blah, blah and house stuff. Right. Um, so because of that, there's a lot more like physical effort into like maintaining a family unit as mm-hmm. opposed to like in a Chinese family. And again, it's not blanket, but it's for like a, you know, a good number of the population. Yeah. They have more creature comforts and therefore more time and therefore like able to send their kids to this tuition class and that class and this supplementary thing and that thing. And the kid ends up spending a lot less time with the family unit Mm -hmm. and just kind of like doing these things. Um, So that was how like, you know, this again was only a single conversation that I had. It's not a blanket thing. Of course. But it definitely helped with my understanding because I felt that um, kind of pressure growing up to like be the best of at this grade mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and then like they'll always kind of tamper the expectations and then and that always kind of felt really bad because it would be like oh you've, uh, you you got the highest percentile you got the top 10 percentile in primary three and suddenly in primary four you're like in the top 30 and then suddenly you're top 50 and then it's always, <laughs> but it's always like oh shit but it's always like you had to do the best out right. of like everybody in that percentile right, right, right. you know so like it's a very common excuse to be like oh um I got 60, but like, you know, almost everyone else got like 55, so you know. I'm a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, there's always this weird climb, this invisible climb that yeah. you have. Um, and I believe that applies for every student regardless of race. But in terms of like how the family unit deals with it, I think that's when things can definitely get a bit more... Um, culturally specific i guess depending on what the family prioritizes mm-hmm. and all of that and like the the their ability to um micromanage their kids education right. you know there's a there's a lot of factors put into play um but people have carefree childhoods here for sure i've i've i, I have been i've been speaking to many friends recently actually about their childhoods from many different races yeah and it makes me very upset <laughs> like <laughs> what in what sense i'm just like you had you could play after school like you just hang out at the void deck <laughs> and do shit like <laughs> i had like the slightest like window i had like the slightest half an hour window before like my tuition class to like go fuck around and like you know roll down a hill or something tuition and class drives me nuts just the concept of it's it. so stupid like it's yeah, whatever. That's like that's like doing you know like going to the whole sports metaphor like in big in Big Shot right. John Stamos is like we're not a good team. We have to do two a days. Poor reference. You know what I mean. Considering that you know no one has just, seen this. Just, just stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> but like in sports, you do two a day practice. I mean, you practice yeah. twice in one day. Yeah. No one needs school at twice two a days. You have school. You don't have to go to school after school. I I think homework is fucked too. By the way, I'd rather have like I'd rather have school be like two hours longer and no homework. No, I think I think homework Fuck. is a valid concept Aye. because it it teaches you like independence that's, and time management. To be fair, that's true. And collaboration and like I say collaboration, I really mean like last minute cheating and yeah. copying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but like 
yeah, I, I I don't believe that my specific childhood was like everybody's experience, of course, but like I think a lot of people had this experience where they're just being ferried from place to place. And then like you just kind of assume that that's what a childhood is. Mm-hmm. It's like just constantly being schooled. <laughs> right. It's like constantly being schooled. I didn't really like, yeah. Like I remember like the days I would have like one day a week that I didn't have any tuition classes after and like, I just play. <laughs> like come back with my uniform absolutely filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but man, it made me jealous to hear about like my friends' childhoods and how much time that they had to just like <laughs> fuck around. And like their parents won't come back from work until like 6, 6.30 so then like they just don't have to be home t- until then. Yeah. Like my childhood was much more micromanaged I think. Right. Um, but I think so are a lot of other people. Makes like, sense. You just go to any school mm-hmm. and you see like the parents that are picking up the primary five and primary six students, you know, the ones that are old enough to take the bus home themselves, yeah. but they're still getting picked up at yeah. like one thirty in the afternoon by their parents. To make it to tuition. <laughs> Those kids. Yeah. <laughs> Those kids, they probably had a similar experience to me. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Fun times. <laughs> um but I, I, you do miss it, though. Yeah, I do miss the neatness of it. I do miss the structure. The structure, for sure. Or, or it's it's more so like the imposed structure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the idea that you had no other choice but to do it. Yeah. Or like the the the, the naivety that you wouldn't even question that you know you yeah, could do otherwise. Because in adulthood, you're like, oh, I have to figure out what to do. And yeah. Like in your kid, you know what to do. You just you're just being do it. kind of told what to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get that. I get that. I get yeah. that. And that that can be a nice comforting blanket. You know, the predictability, the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, y- I, I definitely, like, think fondly of that <laughs> in, in my quieter moments. <laughs> <sighs> what do you do for dinner? I don't know, but I really have to pee. Like, I've been, I've been like, shaking a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's why your, head, your knee's jiggling. Yeah. But you know it's good. It's like potential Keeps energy. You in the zone. It's potential zone. energy, and um, uh, it's just stored right now. Can I just tell you one of life's most beautiful surprises, food-wise, to me lately? What? There's a pizza place called Alt Pizza, mm-hmm. relatively well-known chain. Yeah. They have a pizza that on the on the surface looks like super gross, but in <laughs> practice is super delicious. It's now my what's on now. It? It's the only pizza I get. Get Nathan, broccoli, uh-huh. sweet potato, uh-huh. uh feta. Uh huh. Pesto. Uh huh. I think that's it. Broccoli, sweet potato, feta, and pesto. It's so good. Like, it's I mean, so good. Yeah, it's not, okay. Like, pizzas are essentially like open face sandwiches. Yeah. And Ish. if you gave me that in a sandwich, I'd be like, get this fucking thing away from me. What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. I guess that's kind of true. Yeah, none of that makes sense, but I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about ordering it later. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite kind of pizza, and this is a hard left turn again, but my favorite <laughs> kind of pizza. <laughs> Um, uh, I forgot where it, they have it, but it, it it's, and this will be slightly sacrilegious. <laughs> it's a white pizza, okay, with some kind of bacony or like spicy meaty element to so it. Delicious, and then honey. Oh wait, you know? yeah, we're, wait, 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 you, you. You few let me try, few you let me places, that. few places have done something like this. But whenever I have like a pizza that has spicy, cheesy, and honey, like it, it just oh. Oh, I think you and tried white it somewhere. Pizza, white and then pizza you, I think you tried to recreate it. That's how I tried it from you. Oh yeah. I and did. sorry, it's not sweet potato. It's actually pumpkin, which makes a subtle difference. I Ooh, guess I want it. 
Uh, go pee, dude. <laughs> How long we got, have we recorded so far? I feel like we're at like an hour, just under an hour. No, we're, we can wrap it up. Ah, it seems right pretty solid. Now. But yeah, if I could put pineapple on a pizza, I could put pumpkin on a pizza. Sure. Pineapple on a pizza, pumpkin on a pizza, pear on a pizza. I think that'll be a pear with a little bit of blue cheese, a little Some, bit of bacon. Uh, 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 pumpernickel on pizza. Pumpernickel based pizza? No, like just you put a slice of bread yeah, like on pizza. bread on a pizza. <laughs> I get that it effectively that. becomes a sandwich. I'm, and we've gone full call zone. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I, th- I like this whole, like, you know, whiplash thing. Last night was all games. Now was all racism and suicide. Uh, we keep you on your toes here at Good Hang. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following us on Instagram. If you feel like supporting us, please follow us on Patreon. Uh, Nathan's got to pee. Uh, I got to order pizza, probably. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Thanks for the hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.